first of all, I, I don't know that I can give you a decent introduction, Deborah, because, you know, I mean, I, everybody knows who you are, but I don't know really what you really do. It's like, you know, you, you turn up and I read your stuff and, you know, is that your real job? <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm a, I'm like a virus. I just show up and infect everybody. And then nobody knows where I came from, where I'm going. Is there a cure? Um, So technically I am the self-proclaimed intergalactic ambassador to the printiverse. I provide printspiration and resources to print and marketing professionals around the world. And I do that through education, through events, through uh, social media, through content marketing, through content uh, podcasts from the Printiverse, and a bunch of community initiatives like Girls Who Print, International Print Day, and coming starting this year, um, Print Across America. So I do have a real job, even though I, I, meant, I made it up myself. And basically, I really try to uh, take a different approach to educating the people about what's going on in the printing industry. And that's because I was a print buyer in advertising agencies for more than 25 years. So I don't want to hear your sales pitch. I don't want to hear why you bought your press. I don't have any idea what you're talking about. I'm not about to build one. I just want to understand what can I make with it and what is the benefit to me? Me, 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 me. It's all about me. So what I like to say is that I put all the ingredients of the new print possibilities that are out in the world on a table, and then I push them off to everybody and say, make something cool. And that's a little different than, you can use our press to do this, 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 and this. You know, um, it, again, coming from that side of things, I, you know, the first thing a creative is going to say is, why do I have to do that? So um, my well, personal- although I, I've been- on the creative side, I've been on the print buying side, procurement, and I've been a print salesman, all three, in various stages of life. And I, and you know, I, I once Jack Miller, uh, founder of Quill, you know, office supplies, Quill office supplies. Jack called me and asked me if I had a printer I liked, and I sent him to Web <clears throat> Company. And uh, John Martin was the salesman, and Jack called me back and he said, Web is like. 10, 15, 20% lower than everybody else. <clears throat> he said, "Is are they legit? And I said, you know, what John has done for me is he's explained why a particular press can do it more economically. And sometimes it means trimming a 16th of an inch off. I mean, it can be almost nothing. Or sometimes it's running 32 up instead of three eighths or something. Right. You know? However, and, uh, to, to your point though, John, so I do know. So it does come in handy to know some of that. Stuff. It does come in handy. But let me just say that. Tell that to a florist. They're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like none of yeah, that right. matters to me. What 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 you're talking about a professional print customer. Right. What I'm saying yeah. is that <clears throat> all of that is true. All of that is important. And one of the reasons I started one of my biggest customer education programs, Project Peacock, was for this reason Exactly. The, I was tr helping the customers understand that they could seek out technology that might be better for their business and creative results. Okay. So to, to this point, I walk into a, a, a Jeep dealer and I tell them, you know, what I, what I have a family of four and, you know, we take a lot of road trips and this, that, and the other thing. And 
uh, I, you know, I, I tell them where I live, uh, you know, where, I, where I'm taking it, whatever. And the guy looks around and goes, actually, there's a Volvo SUV in the next, you know, dealership that's better for you, right? The printers aren't going to do that. And the customers right, are going to Right, right. Absolutely printers, right. right. Yeah, absolutely so, right. Yeah. Again, it doesn't make printers bad people, makes them smart salespeople. But the problem is that how that translates to the customers, especially professional ones, is we got nothing out of this. Why are we stockpiling media kits? Why do we have books in warehouses? What? And it's because their printer is not saying, actually, if they don't have the technology, right? If, they, if they're only on offset, for example, and haven't moved to digital technologies, they're going to say, no, you don't want to do it that way. You want to do it this way because and keep them as customers. So I agree with you a thousand percent. Where we differ a little is that there's one thing to have a print partner and collaborate them with a with a project. For example, I want to do a save the date. Here's the file. And the printer comes back and says, fantastic. We could do all this and more. I'll get to that in a second. But if you could just make this a little smaller, a little bigger, it, we, we can help you. So that's the collaboration part. Yeah. I start yeah. a little further back from that saying, seek out people with technology that is best for your business. And through Project Peacock, through, I, I, we've, I mean, we've met, we met with more than 4,000 print customers, students, um, wow. printers in, in our live events and our agency visits. Um, during COVID, I put up a Project Peacock platform um, where we had online events and other things. And at the end of that um, 12 months, 1,300 people registered, went back to the platform 5,500 times and watched an average of 54 minutes of video. And all these videos were, were Printspiration. What can you make with print? What's new stuff out in the world? So I looked at it. I called the company. I made sure that those stats were correct. They checked them three times for me because those are miracle stats in the printing industry. And I was like, yeah. heard heard Printiverse, you don't want to be somewhere a Tuesday at two o'clock. You just want access to Printspiration. So I've now changed Project Peacock into a streaming platform where I literally film collab customer collab printer and customer collaborations. Here's a customer that had a save that had an event coming up. They wanted to do a save the date and they wanted it to stick around at someone's desk. Imagine the joy on a printer's face getting that phone call versus here's my file. How much is it? When can I have it by? You know, it does not give that printer unless, you know, look, there's different types of printers. There's, there's some salespeople who are just going to take that order, say, okay, there it is, push it through and move on to the next thing. Other Salespeople might be a little more nurturing or a little, let's see, you know, if I can't, you know, help enhance this a little more, or really try to understand what their goals are. So there's a lot of things going on around everything that we're talking about. But what I'm saying is that that door has to be knocked on in a different way, which is print is cool. And you just don't realize how cool it is because you might not have access to the same information that I do as the internet, at internet. Right. I got to know my own title. My it, the intergalactic ambassador the other, to the print of ours. The other side of that is, is is that I've worked with you know direct agency people that claim to know print, 
And anything you asked them, yeah, we can do it. And and yet you find out that they're just working with brokers and there's a bunch of layers, you know, because yeah, you can find anything, you know, you don't have to have any equipment at all. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some middle ground there. You know, you don't want people that are just selling the hardware capabilities and you don't want people that have no idea what the hardware capabilities are. You know, I, I Deluxe Check hired me. They had a little catalog and they threw it at me because I had said in a speech, you could do this for 50 cents in the mail or something. This was back in the 80s. And they said, we're paying a buck 50 for this. <laughs> what what would you change? Well, it turned out they had a four and then an insert and then a four and then an insert and then an eight and then a 16 signature. I mean, you could see that. And I said, why are these inserts where they are? Could they be here and here? We don't care where they are. You know, each one of them inserted. Well, I just said, why don't you move them here and here, you know, and we'll do an eight and a 16 and we'll have the same number of pages, not a character of the of the print run changes. Ask your printer how much that will save you. It was just right there. Yeah. You know, because their agency and their agency was a big name agency that you would remember the name of, um, but they didn't have a clue, you know, right. so. When you're building agent, stuff in the yeah. physical universe, you have to know something about it, right? Absolutely. But that yeah. you're you're literally making my point for me. The first time I walked I know. into a printing I'm agreeing event, the first time I walked into a printing event, never had been one to be before as an advertising agency print buyer. The first booth in the first aisle I stumbled upon was Roland DGA. And they this was like in 2014. And they had metallic ink on their wide format printer. And I stopped and I stood and I looked at it and I had with tears in my eyes. And I was like, oh my God, when did this miracle of miracles happen? This, I can't believe this. And they looked at me like I was insane. And they were like, this has been out for like five years. Yeah. The next and booth I that, walked to. Mod Varnish and other neat things that nobody I'm knows just about saying. or uses. The yeah. next booth I walked to, I had the same experience. And that is when yeah. I realized that as that print customer, I my knowledge base was really beholden to my vendors. And I was picking my vendors, not really because of capabilities at that time. I mean, it was mostly offset. Digital really hadn't started, you know, penetrating the market. And when it did, I could tell you right now, we were all like, no. It's fuzzy when using it, but nice try, you know, until yeah. the value proposition of all you could do with it made fuzzy uh, and, you know, not exactly matching a PMS color, but close enough that the client signs off on it that there became other value to using it. But I still had to know it existed. So I think we're on the same page with this. Oh, we definitely are. When I started using a laser printer to t set type, instead of the big compu graphics thing, the type was all fuzzy. But but the, in those days, we still had to burn plates. And so the, the, the little fuzzes disappeared as you as you went to film. Yeah. <laughs> Came out perfect. No one could have ever told the difference. It was great. Yeah. You know, so miracle. sometimes the process, you know, there's, there's only so much resolution you can get, right? Yeah. Um, I just, I'm working on a client. This is their this is one of the they they produce catalogs of merchandise for big corporations and they do this in-house and it's just a I mean it's spectacular beautiful yeah. this is a digital press and nice big format I mean it's beautiful so I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what run length is economical and stuff for for them and they don't they don't think that way 
you know, they think in terms of the, the client wants a hundred of them, which is, that's why they should be on that. Right. You know, that's why they should be digital. Because the, yeah, the economics work out really well for short runs. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so you made the point in your, in that perception of print article that print needs a better PR vehicle. And you even mentioned a conference or something. Is it a, it's, a real in-person conference? Yeah. So um, every year for the past, I don't know how long, 11, 12 years, I have, um, I invented a holiday called International Print Day. And I saw that. Yeah, yeah. October 25th. Correct. And traditionally, it's been celebrated online um, where everybody using the hashtag IPD in whatever year it is. So this year would be IPD 30, International Print, uh, sorry, 23, International Print Day 23. Everybody, wherever you are in the world, and we have had six continents uh, participate, can't get Antarctica, got to work on those penguins on the researchers over there. But um, every year, people just put out you know, we we have a theme. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, print love, uh, print UX, you know, talking about interactive things. So, um, and everyone just shares on social media with the hashtag. And over the years, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of impressions for print. So this year, I really wanted to bring print to the local communities. I've, we've got global covered as- Yeah, as a, I as a, saw that. Have, yeah. have so the printers print, put print on tours for the Chamber of Commerce or something, right? So on yeah. International Print Day in the United States, I'd like to start small. So I'm gonna, I'm, for me, starting small is only with the United States. So on International Print Day, Print Across America is a new initiative where I am- encouraging and helping as many print shops as possible have an open house that day. Whatever they choose to do, they could do a lunch and learn, that counts. They could invite designers over for design class on their new finishing equipment. They could have workforce development. They could have bring a speaker in. Uh, they can do whatever they want. And so there's a whole Print Across America initiative. It's completely free. Um, there'll be a directory. So if you're having an initiative, you just let me know. I'll put you on the directory. So if I'm in Chicago, I can search for anyone in Chicago having an open house and go over there. And then um, as well, to support that, I'm producing a 10-hour online conference for International Print Day because everything's converging on the same day. And then the print shops can play that in their open houses. If they don't um, are not having an open house, they can share links with their customers. There will be no sales. This is not a sales event. This oh, right, is a yeah. PR for print event. So everything, all the cool stuff you can make, all the new technologies, the new inks. Um, I mean, I just saw something so cool the other day from Swiss Cube. I have to give them a shout out. These lenticulars that they can print Um all of the ADA compliance stuff that the brands and everybody is really interested into. But the point is that the local people get to come in and understand how print can actually contribute to the success of their business. So this is how we can start creating better PR for print, helping what I call civilians, who are the people we need to invest in print, not the 
mark not the companies that market they understand about print and they're going to use it how they want to use it keep them out of it unless you educate them on possibilities and then help them find where they want to go the problem is everybody else who to the point of my article doesn't see print the same way we do you know they see it as an inconvenience something they don't understand uh junk mail in my inbox having to pay for ink cartridges you know every yes. 20 days i tagged you on today's live stream i hope you watch it because okay, it I'll go was look for just it. Yeah. it was super refreshing and i hope you comment and share because it was it was a basically a profession a professor of women's studies who wanted to wanted to distribute art as broadly as possible from south seattle i don't know if you've heard of this mm -mm. but uh it's unbelievable what a great perspective she has and uh so so you'll really like it i think okay and, excellent uh, yeah so i tagged you in it yeah it's i mean it's i've never heard this before i've never heard such a refreshing perspective of distributing art and distributing creativity across a wide range inexpensively and getting everybody to engage with it it was fantastic so yeah, you're really really going to like it but the point and i've made this point again on the live stream is the point is if you want to communicate value then print's the answer that's that's exactly what those what those podcasters were kind of saying they just did they had it backwards you know it's too much trouble for me right but if you took the time someone would know that you cared a lot of right? course and i pointed that yeah. out they couldn't care less yeah. that i would love getting that postcard they were like no i'll just have i, I know <laughs> no one has time for that but that's a you that we have to embrace that, right. right right and then right. i would say this then how can we make that postcard worthwhile what if there was the ability for me to Wherever I buy that postcard from, I also get a link. I go to the link and I can upload some photos or I can upload a video of myself at the place. So not only do you get the postcard, but you also get something that I can scan and maybe print out or maybe, you know, or watch a video. Yeah, my sister does it, that. She's she's in your girls at print. I'm very, I'm a little bit, you know. I, I might identify differently just to join that group because it seems like a lot of fun. Well, you know, you you still. Have I don't know advantages. if they exclude men. It just you, sounds a little odd, you know. You you still have advantages with your man parts, so I don't know if it really counts. Yeah, well, I sure. Money. Yeah, it, it, there are some things that that works for, but anyway, yeah. uh, so, like Father's uh, Day. But uh, but anyway, she's in that, and our Chris, she's she works uh, at Amazon Graphics in St. Paul. And she um, and she puts a QR on her Christmas card, and then you get the the full banana, you know, with the I understand that, but what I'm saying yeah. is that the printing industry has to start investing in this. So, oh yeah, I go to the oh, I go to the Chamber of Commerce yeah. where there's a tourism thing, and I say, let's create a new type of postcard, and yeah. then we're printing. Right. But we've changed. And, and for all the talk, you, you know, I don't know if you've read my book, but I start with R.R. R. Donnelly in 1978. And I talk about how, how you know, they did Selectronic Bindery to send a different magazine for Farm Journal to the hog farmers versus the wheat farmers. OK. And when I started, which is right in there, 
everybody, everything was going to be personalized. Everything was going to be unique to your household. And of course, it still isn't. You know, I talked with printers a lot and they say, oh, you know, maybe 10% of our customers use yeah. some sort of personalization. The Magalogs but, and the and the catazines that we, we swore. Yeah, but it's all the same. I mean, yeah, in 1981, I worked with Johnson Hill Press uh, and we did, they, they did a lead generation program and they had one for executives and one for um, like, like doctors and lawyers and another for big time farmers and another for small business owners. And it was a, a magazine with those four titles and we had to find the lists for those. Well, yeah, you could do that in 1981 and it was, it's, it's more than most people are doing today, unfortunately, because they well, just, yeah, they don't know what their market segments are. They don't, they, it's you know, they don't know how to do it. It's exactly. It's the customers look at it and say, no, this is too complicated. I don't care that the recipient is going to have a better experience. It is too complicated for me. Yeah. Going back to my Oracle. So we yeah. collectively as an industry have to address that mindset. It is not about showing somebody a stat, but if you actually personalize that catalog, you could probably get better results. There's still like... That doesn't resolve the problem that I need. Seven people will quit yeah. creating this thing. So we have but a lot. But it is lot... tricky. And the digital people, I'm not they saying they've it's kind not of tricky, the market. But I'm saying but, that we, yeah. are in, we are in an event horizon right now. The okay. amount of people in the world who prefer to consume their information through a printed material is waning off of the planet. It's just a fact of life. I've heard economists speak about, you know, uh, the population and, uh, you know, it was one of the most eye-opening uh, presentations I've ever seen because they were like, you know, they showed the population, they showed when print was really popular, pretty much in the 80s when the baby boomers were, you know, baby booming and yeah. working and everything like that. We grew up like on that. catalogs, yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. And then they showed, yeah. like, right after that, they showed this dip. And they were like, guess what happened here? They're like, a lot of people died. It doesn't mean there's no value to print. It means that we have to change it if we want the millennials, the younger end of the millennials and the Gen Xers and whatever's coming behind them to even pick up a piece of print. The world is changing. It does not mean there is no value to print. It doesn't mean that print is dead. I won't even, it just that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. But your business will be dead if you do not evolve to embrace and address who's got time for that. I did a, I just did an interview with somebody who works on a global beauty brand at any point in time, they could do things where they are customizing their packaging. And they were like, literally like, hell no. There's already enough with the ingredients and the weights and matching the colors and making sure those boxes yeah. are legal. The last thing they want to do is add something to it. But now with digital printed packaging, they're looking at maybe a short run of gift boxes for only a certain, but they, they call it customization. 
not personalization. They have no interest in it. So we can wave $3,000 industry studies in front of their faces and white papers and invest in all this stuff, but it's not going to change a human being's attitude about this unless we change their attitude about it without saying, well, people like to touch things, you know? I mean, all the ridiculous stats I see in the industry does not counter who's got time to go to the post office and get a stamp. Sometimes I say this to the co-management people. They're like, oh, yeah, well, we've and got printers these tell me the post office doesn't want them. We'll want them to dr drop off bags of mail. No, well, that they can't even check it in anymore at most well, post offices. That's, that's true yeah. as well. But, you know, like sometimes I have this conversation with the co-management people. I'm like, well, we've got spectrometers on the press and we've got this and we got that. And, you know, and I said, OK, no problem. I said, what is your mathematical solution to this? Eh. They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I look at it and I say, eh, I'm like, I don't really like it. And you tell me, and I'm like, the blue is a little not blue enough. And you come to me and say, but my spectrometer says it's this. That's not a human experience. My human experience is, eh, could be better. You know, it doesn't matter what the, you know what I'm saying? We have yeah. to all get on the same page with human experience. Well, I, I'm going to get on board with the, International Print Day. I do have a connection with a uh, with a printer in Ghana. Oh, awesome! And um, yeah, and he he does a lot of mail and a lot of print for banks and other other businesses over there. And uh, I met him in La Crosse, Wisconsin. He came to a print show, and uh, so we've stayed in touch. And I also work with a number of printers around the Midwest and Canada. Um, our Wisconsin DMA is uh, not limited to Wisconsin. We actually have more members outside, but most are in print. And uh, we do have a mailer's roundtable, but it's secret. But we do have some great people here. So I'm going to put together and quads here and, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to beat up some printers and make sure that we have some involvement in that um, national Excellent. print day or international print day. We'll get mm -hmm. we'll make sure it's international. Uh, even if you don't want it to be, I'm going to. Well, gonna it's International Print Day is the day that print across America is happening. So if you have printers yeah, out we're going to make it print across Ghana, too. And you, yeah. Uh, we're already if, if you can, exploring um, Africa. Uh, yeah. Well, next year, you know, or after that, print across the world is coming. But, you know, print across America is my my test case. Uh, so if you can. OK. Uh, convince any of your uh, local printers to open up their doors and have an open house, you know, just send them my way to let me know and I'll put them on the directory and, you know, okay. we just made. And I know, assume you'll give me some of the links for this stuff because I really well, haven't been yeah, following up on all the video and all the stuff you produce. I have well, to say, and you probably haven't seen my 1300 videos on YouTube either. No, I haven't seen your 1300 videos. Uh, printacrossamerica.com is the website or internationalprintdate.org. Very simple. Or you could, anyone could just go to printmediacenter.com, spelled C-E-N-T-R, and uh, find the information there. Or to your point, find me on LinkedIn or anywhere. I'm everywhere, as you said in the beginning. Well, again, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Take care. Good long and prosper. Thank you so much. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart. <laughs> <laughs>